Okay, good morning. Good morning. And a special mazel tov to Rabbi Goldstein and Reb Chaim Perlstein and Alex Levin. Incredible accomplishment. We should be zocha to learn many more mesachlis together. Be'ezus Hashem. Amen. Okay, today we don't have much time, but we're going to do a quick survey of some of the interesting issues that come up relating to the halachos of Shavuos. The sheets are on their way, and they should be here momentarily. But I want to go through, it's a very short simon in Shulchan Aruch, Tavtzali Dalet, go through some of the halachos, some of the menhagim, and then some of the background. Mechaber tells us the beginning of Tavtzali Dalet, Biyom chamishim l'sviras omer hu chag hashvuos. On the 50th day of Sviras Omer, that is the Yontif of Shvuas. The Seder HaTfila Kamo Biyom Tov Shel Pesach. It's the similar Seder of Tfila that we have on the Yontif of Pesach. Ela She'omrem Es Yom Chag HaShvuas Hazaz Man Matan Toroseinu. However, the insertion is Chag HaShvuas Hazaz Zman Matan Toroseinu. The Gomrim Halel, and we say the entire Halel. Mechaber goes on to say we take out two Sifrei Torah. One, we read from Parshas Yisro, which was the experience of Matan Torah and the Aser Sedibros. And the second, we read from Yom HaBikurim and Parshas Penchas, which is the, the Maftir. The Haftorah is from Yechesko, which is the Maisa Merkava, famous Haftorah. And that's what he says in Sifala. Now, some of the discussion around this we find in the, uh, the Mishnah Bura points out. He says the minig is not to start Mariv until it's Vadai Laila. Right, what other time do we have throughout the year where we say for this Yantif you should not start Mariv until it's for sure Laila? Huh? Ah, Rabbi Yisrael, the Shitoso. Can I get the Gedolia Poskim? It's okay. What else do we have? Pesach. Okay. So, Eifel Katuv, that on Pesach you're not supposed to start Mariv until it's Vadai Laila? Nowhere. Nowhere, right? Arve Psachim, we learn from the beginning of Arve Psachim that. Kiddush should not be made until it's for sure night. Thank you, Rabbi. Better late than never. Kiddush should not be made, but you're allowed to daven marav officially before it says when it comes to Pesach. So the truth is, this is the only yantif we find that we have many achronim telling us we should bedavka wait until it's nightfall to begin marav. Now, even regarding Shuas, there are other Achronim who held that there's no need to wait to Davin Marv as long as you're saying Kiddush after nightfall, that's sufficient. Right, so it could be in a real Shasad Chak situation, you know, let's say in a nursing home where to wait until it's Vada Laila would be very difficult, and there's what to rely on. The reason behind this we know is that we try to have the 49 complete days, and therefore to begin the Yontif earlier you're taking away from that 49th day of Svira. That's the basic rationale behind it. And some of the questions that come up in this particular idea would be, let's say, the mitzvah of Tosefis Shabbos and Tosefis Yantif. 
So we know that when it comes to Yom Kippur, there's a mitzvah deraisa to add on to the day, to take on Yom Kippur at least a few minutes before, before Shkia. And the majority of Rishonim apply that as well to Shabbos and to other holidays. So how does Tosefis Yontif work for Shavuos? On one hand, if we assume there's a mitzvah say to accept the Yontif early, that's beautiful. But then, theoretically, that could take away from the whole goal of starting a bedafka after Lila. It takes away from the 49 complete days. So how do you resolve that? Some Achronim are of the opinion that there's actually no concept of Tosefis Yontif when it comes to Shavuos. Shavuos, there's no need to take on the Yontif early. The similar question comes up with women who light candles before Yontif begins. Right? There are different minhagim when it comes to when to light candles on a Yontif, because we know you're allowed to transfer fire. So many women have the custom that after Yontif starts, at some point before the Suda, right, they take from an existing flame and they light the candles. Others do similar to Shabbos, where they light the candles before the onset of Yontif. Based on minhag? Based on minhag, yeah. Different and, and they're both fine. However, if you have the minig to light candles before the onset of Yontif, then you'd be faced with a similar question. When you light the candles and said the bracha, so that means you're being makabal Yontif. But you're being makabal Yontif before it's actually Lila. So could you argue, but that's okay, because women don't have a chiv of Svirus Omer, according to most. Why can't the women just do it later? They could. But the question is, if your minig is to do it before Yantif, are you allowed to maintain that minig for Shavuos? And the majority of poskim are of the opinion, yes, you could maintain that minig for Shavuos, even though you could argue that you may not have the mitzvah of Svirus Omer, but Shavuos itself is only on the, on the 50th day, after you have a complete 49 days, so therefore how could you start it earlier? But if there's no mitzvah of Tisavaz then what are they doing at all? Meaning, what is, what, how would the minag even apply to Shavuos if there's no mitzvah of Tisavaz So, it's a good question. Generally speaking, why is it that some women light candles before Yantif? I'm curious, just by a show of hands, what happens in your homes? Most women light before Yantif or once Yantif begins? How about before? Show of hands, before? Once Yantif begins... Okay. Yesh v'yesh. Yesh v'yesh. <laughs> so the, uh, the idea of lighting before, I don't think is based on Tosef, it's Yontif. You know, just kind of keeping the, this is how we do it for Shabbos, this is how we do it for Yontif. <laughs> However, the post can say, even if you light before, there's no issue of taking away from those 49 complete days, because it's nothing that's, that's clear, that's befarhesia, that's in public, that you're accepting the Yontif upon yourself. You're just, you're just in your privacy of the own home, you're, you're saying the bracha, that would be okay. On a similar note, some suggest for men, right, even if you hold that there is an Indian, there's an idea of Tosefis Yantif when it comes to Shavuos. So one way of being Mechabal Yantif early is just by refraining from Malacha. Right, so we're not davening Marv early, I'm not saying any declaration I'm just refraining from Malacha a few minutes before Yontif, and according to many, that itself can be considered Tosef as Yontif. Okay. Well, let's go through some of the Mishnah Burus here. What's that? 
Well, I'm doing it because of Yantif, but you could argue that just refraining from Malacha might be, not according to everybody, but might be a kiyum of Tosefis Yantif, but, but it wouldn't be any worse than women lighting candles where there's no declaration, there's nothing with Farhesia that wouldn't be taking away from the 49 complete days. The same opinion holds the same for Shabbos. I've heard the other day I'm accepting Shabbos now, but my question is to stop doing Malacha. So the truth is the Mishnah Bru and Reish Samech Aleph brings two opinions, right? Do I have to say any declaration of officially accepting Shabbos upon myself to be Mekayim Tosef Shabbos, or I'm not doing Malacha right now? Mishnah Bru says it's better to say it. Right? Now sometimes it's just not realistic. Let's say you're davening Mincha, right? So I'm not going to say I'm being Mekabal Shabbos before I daven Mincha because I have to daven Mincha of Chol before Shabbos. But let's say I'm in a shul where Mincha is going right up until Shkia, perhaps a minute past Shkia. So then it's too late. So then you have to rely on the fact that I'm, I'm refraining from Malacha and that could be my key of Tosef Shabbos. <laughs> Well, this is part of the massive conversation in the Achronim. We're just doing a survey, Rabbi. We're doing a survey. Okay, let's jump into the Mishnah Bura a little bit. This is Sifkat and Aleph. Second line of the Mishnah Bura famously says, Isa Bezohar, Shechasidim Mishonim Hayu in the Orim Kol Halayla Vaoskim Betorah. Right? The great righteous of Or, of old, they would be Osik Betorah the entire night. And this has now become the minig of Rov HaLomdim. What is Lomdim? Exactly, of the scholars, right? They say, B'Shem the Ari, that anyone who doesn't sleep at all Shavuos night, but instead he's engaged and occupied in Torah study, there's a haftacha that he will be mashlim, he will finish his year, and no harm will come to him. Here's an interesting question, right? When did the Arizal pass away? How old was the Arizal when he, when he passed away? 39? Something like that, right? He was not a Zokin Muflog. Let me ask you a question. Did the Arizal stay up all night, Osek Betora, on Lel Shavuos? I would assume so. <laughs> right? I think it's a fair assumption. Bezias was a Talmud. What's that? Bezias was a Talmud. Magad. Who was? Bezias was a Talmud. Magad. You said Bezias was a Talmud. Bezias was a Talmud. The Magad came around on Shavuos night. Was it only Shavuos night? The Magad came on Shavuos night. He said, second night, that's all. Magad was the Magad, no? Story. Okay, okay. I'm saying, but the Shail is the Gabi of the Ari. I would say Kolshek can also, right? Okay. I told you the story about the Beis Yosef waiting for the Arizal to finish Manasre. Did I mention this before? Not to me. Oh, it's a great Marisa. In the, in the Beis Yosef Shul in Sfas, right? Yeah. So the Beis Yosef was the Rav, but the Arizal would dive in there, and the Beis Yosef had a policy. He would always. He would always have the Shliach Tzibur wait for the Arizal to finish Manasseh, even if he himself, the Rav, was already finished. One Mincha, Beis Yosef finishes his Shmanasseh, 
looks over at the Arizal. He seems to still be davening. Nonetheless, the Beis Yosef gives the gesture to the Shliach Tzibur to continue with Chazar Sashatz. And he did. So people were a little bit, you know, uh, confused. Like, the Minig is to wait for the Arizal. What happened? And the Beis Yosef said, the Minig is to wait for the Arizal when he's davening, but not when he's learning. <laughs> he was able to be mavchim. Now, the Maisa is not really, really... He's thinking and learning right now. You can start Chazar Sashatz, you know? But Lachar, the Arizal stayed up all night being Oseg, the Torah. So how does this Havtacha work? I believe the answer is, Muftach lo sheyashlim shenaso velo yere lo shum nezik. Now this gets into lofty ideas beyond the scope of our understanding, but I think what he means is, nothing will intervene with the with the time allotted for you in this world. It doesn't mean that everyone who stays up all night shvuas learning, being Osik B'Torah, is guaranteed to live to 120. But nothing will intervene with Be'etzim how much time you should be here for. Ayin Shom V'Dukaitiv. Huh? The what? What's that? No. Nope. I don't think so. Anyway, so what's the reason we stay up all night? Bahatam Kosov Maganavram Al Pipshuto. She Yisrael Ha Yishenim Kol Halayla. Vahutzrach Hakadosh Baruch Hu Lahoyerosim LeKabel HaTorah. The way he quotes over this message is interesting. If you were to ask any child going to school right in first grade. Why is there a minute to stay up all night learning Torah? They would respond, because we overslept, right? The, uh, the, the morning of being Makabal the Torah, we overslept. How does he quote here for the Mogan of Ram? She Yisrael ha Yishenim kol halayla, and they needed Hashem to wake them up. What does sleeping the entire night have to do with oversleeping in the morning? So I think shots like this. When you have a very important meeting, right? Or you know you have to get up early to catch a plane and you have an alarm clock set, inevitably, what ends up happening? Right? You wake up like four times, you know, and oh, oh okay, right? Have another 15 minutes, I'm good, right? There's a level of, of anticipation that I, I can't really be sleeping soundly the entire night. So it sounds like the Tviyah on Klal Yisrael was that they were lacking on some level that anticipation for being Mekab of the Torah. Therefore we stay up the entire night as a tikkun for what took place then. And now he gets involved, we'll go through this quickly, with what brachos are you allowed to make in the morning when you're up all night and what brachos are perhaps problematic. Before we do this, though, I want to ask the question, what should one be learning all night on Shavuos? What's the best thing to learn? Anything that keeps them awake. Huh? Anything that keeps you awake. Okay. That's a good practical litfish answer, right? <laughs> so, right, you have to have a shiurim with cool titles, right? We know that there's a tikkun lel Shavuos. 
And there's a very interesting discussion. Ravadya has a whole tshuva on this, on the Yechavadas, as to whether one should learn the Tikkun Lel Shvuas, which is basically, it goes through Kol HaTorah Kulo, right? Tanakh and Torah Shabal and every parshat has the first Pasuk and the last Pasuk. Or, if I'm in a yeshiva, I'm in a shul, I have a chavrusa, we're in the middle of zvachim, can we just continue where we left off, right? We're on Daf Nun Gimel. Can I start from there? So Ravadia has a whole lengthy tshuva on, the, on this discussion. It's interesting, I was curious, this should not be recorded, but it is, so, okay. I was curious what the dirshu would do. Uh, I don't want to do that, though. We'll pause. <laughs> okay, getting back to the ranch. So, what do you learn, Lel Shvuas? Um, generally, like Rabbi Yaakov said, whatever floats your boat, that works. There's a beautiful muscle of the Magid, the Magid Mimezrich, where the, the story goes that he was learning in the same base medish as the Vilna Gon, And the Vilna Gon was learning the Tikkun Lel Shvuas, and the Magid was, was learning Shast and Poskim. The Vilna Gon asked the Magid the question, why aren't you learning the Tikkun Lel Shavuos? And the Magid answered surprisingly with a mushal, right? <laughs> he said, I'll give you a mushal. You have a young man who gets married, and he's sitting around not doing much. So his father-in-law says, you should get a job and make some money to support your family. I can't continue supporting you. The, the son-in-law says, I, I don't know how to do anything. I don't have education. I don't have training. So father-in-law tells him, go out and see how the Sochrim do it. You know, stand on, uh, on the street corner and see how people who own stores, what do they do? So he went out and he saw that every store owner, they have a nice window with a display case and they show all of their wonderful wares or whatever it is they're selling. So he figured, okay, I'll do the same thing. He rents himself a store, and he buys some beautiful things to display right by the window. Father-in-law comes in to check out his son's store, his son-in-law's new store, and he sees there's all these beautiful displays right there for people passing by. Then he walks into the store, and there's nothing inside. He's like, what are you doing? I'm just copying what everyone else does. So he explained... Everyone else is showing, they're giving an example, they're demonstrating what they have inside the store, but they have plenty of it inside. You can't just have a display case if you have nothing to offer. Said the Magid back to the Grah. He said, someone like the Mamish Merenu Harav HaGoyin, Revelio Mivilna, your Mamish Mole Shas and Poskin. And therefore for you, Lel Tikun Lel Shavuos, it's like it's a reminder, it's a display case to go through. Taka, that parsha, that parsha, that Mishnah, Zohar, yeah. So for you, it's useful. For me, if I did the tikkun, it would be like having the display case without anything inside. So I got to work in filling up the store first. All right. Weiter says the Mishnah Brewer further on. Let's go through some of the halachas of what brachas you're allowed to say if you're up all night. Starting with Natilas Yadayim. Halacha lemaisa, person is up all night, didn't doze off at all. Now before shacharis, can he wash and make natila sadaim? What's the halacha? Okay, so we know that in Simon Dalid, we have the following suffolk. The Mechaber 
quotes it as a suffolk. If a person is up all night, does he have ruach ra in the morning? And this is a good thing to remind ourselves of. Why do we wash in the morning? So, two reasons. One is to remove ruach ra. Why do we say the bracha? It's not because ruach ra. You don't say a bracha to remove the impurity. The bracha is a machlokis between the Rush and the Rashba. Famous machlokis. The Rush says because likely when you're sleeping, your hands are coming in contact with parts of the body that are usually covered, and therefore you have to wash your hands before davening. So Chazal instituted a bracha in the tilas yadayim before tefillah. And the, and the Rashba was of the opinion that when you wake up in the morning, you're like a Bria Chadasha, Mamish, a new being, and therefore like the Kohanim, starting your day in your Vodas Hashem, you wash your hands before engaging in the Vodas Hashem. So there are two different Svekos here. Suffolk number one is, if you're up all night and you don't sleep, is there Ruach Ra? Some say yes, some say no. Suffolk number two would be, even if you would tell me there is Ruach Ra and you have to wash your hands, would you say a bracha? So according to the Rosh, who says the only reason Chazal or Masakin a bracha is because when you're sleeping, you're not conscious, and therefore your hands are coming in contact with the body that's usually covered, according to the Rosh, there'd be no need for a bracha here. You've been up and conscious all night. Well, maybe not conscious, but you've been up all night. According to the Rashba, the post can explain that in the Rashba's world, it makes no difference if you sleep or not. It's a din of Bria Chadasha, you're always a Bria Chadasha, always a new human being in the morning. So according to the Rashba, you'd say Natila Sidaim, according to the Rush, you would not. So therefore, the Mishnah Bura says, the best Eitzah would be before davening starts, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, you come in contact with areas that are usually covered, and then, even according to the Rush, you'd be Chayiv in Natila Sidaim. So you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands afterwards, at that point, you could say the Tilas Adayim, and then you could say Asher Yatsar. According to that, why don't we say the Tilas Adayim every time we go to the bathroom? Because Lafida Rush, it's only when you're, when you're washing your hands, cleaning them right before Shachris. That's when they were Masak in the Bracha. Meaning that's the Tikkun of the That's the there were some Rishonim who held it's before any Tefillah that you wash your hands and make a Bracha. We pass though it's only before Shachris, although there's a chiv to wash your hands before Mincha and Mare, but there's no bracha. I mean, if someone, someone didn't go to the bathroom, they could just put their hand on their shirt, touch their shoulder, and then... Zelo pashut. Why? Zelo pashut. It's a whole discussion in the post, this is a survey, but, <laughs> but it's, it's not a simple thing. Not a simple thing. So it has something to do with that's not touching any area, or is someone going to the bathroom? So in the Lushan of the post game, they, they speak about shifshuf with meiriglayim, and that we're not makbaran, but... It seems like uh, the consensus is going to the bathroom is enough to be able to wash your hands, make Natila Sadaib, and then obviously Asha Yatsar. Now the question is how about Berchas HaTorah? If you're up all night, you're allowed to make Berchas HaTorah. The reason why this is a great discussion is because it's like hazarding every you know, simon in Shulchan Aruch up until this point, from Dalit to Memvav and Memzayan and onwards. A survey. Huh? A survey, exactly. So Berchas HaTorah, we know there's also a machlokis. If you're up all night, do you make a new Berchas HaTorah in the morning? What's the suffix? So the Magad of Ram explains, the suffix is that Chazal give Berchas HaTorah the, the same status as any Berchas HaShachar, that every morning you make this bracha. Or is it only when there's a real hefsik? 
So if you're up all night, there's no hefsik. That's one suffolk. That's the suffolk the mechaber. There's another suffolk if you sleep during the day. Right? It would be the same Shiloh. A person takes a sheinas keva biyom. Mamish gets into pajamas, sleeps for a good three and a half hours during the day. When you wake up, do you have to make a new Berch So similar suffolk. Is it just because there's a hefsik, in which case, of course, you make Berch just like you make a new bracha on your talis cotton? Or we say, no, it's like Berch HaShachar. It's only every morning you have to make Berch And it's not the morning yet. So therefore, Bekiva Eger says famously, if you have both of these things working together, namely, if you're Zoha to take a nap on Erev Shavuos, Mamash Sheinas Keva Biyom, which is an incredible thing to do if you can, so then, I, I took a Sheinas Keva. I woke up at 4 p.m. Okay, then we went straight into Yantif and I was up all night, and now I find myself here the next morning about to Davin Vesikin. So I have two Sveikos. I have two reasons that could tell me I should make a bracha. One is because the Hefzik, when I slept during the day, on Erev Yantif, and the second is because I was up, because now it's the morning. Now it's the morning. For the first Sveik, you should have made the bracha before, when you woke up in the afternoon. Ah, oh. So this is a good question. I want, to, I want to address that in one second. But before we jump there, <clears throat> does this mean that we're saying a svek sveka allows me to make the bracha in the morning? Generally speaking, we know, Svirus Omer is the exception, but generally speaking, a svek sveka can't allow me to say a bracha. <clears throat> svek sveka means when I have two different doubts, two different reasons why something might be okay, I still can't say a bracha because there's some level of doubt and we take a bracha levatala very seriously. In this case, though, it's not a svek sveka. Rather, it's, it's more direct. It's saying no matter what, you could for sure make the bracha. If you say that sleeping during the day was enough of an interruption and that itself says you should make a bracha, then make a bracha. And if you say that it's the new morning that creates the chiv bracha, then you make a bracha. So if a person slept before Yantif, then according to Rebekah Eger, you can make the Brechus HaTorah yourself Shavuos morning. That would not be a problem. If you didn't sleep before Yantif, and you had to push through the entire night, right? Then Lemais, you get a lot of schar. But the next morning, you should not make your own Brechus HaTorah. Better to hear the Brechus HaTorah from somebody else. Okay. That's regarding Brechus HaTorah. And then last but not least, Elokai Neshama, and Hamavir Sheino. Those are the two other brachos that we have discussions on if you're up all night. Because Elokai Neshama is Hashem, thank you for returning my Neshama. If I ever went to sleep, my Neshama never left me. And Hamavir Sheino is talking about Hashem removing the sleep from my eyes. I was never asleep. So there, although there are different opinions, the Aruch HaShulchan says if no one else is around, you'd be allowed to make those brachos yourself. But it's mashma from the Bir Lacha that he was not not sold on that idea, and therefore better to have someone make those two brachos for you, and if there's no one there to make those brachos for you, we would say, Suffolk brachos l'hakel, and you would skip those two brachos. Last but not least is the talus, right? What do you do Shavuos morning regarding making a bracha on your talus? You make a bracha on your talus. That simple, right? The fact that I had a talus cotton on the whole night, 
means that I had a talus cotton on, but now I'm putting on a new begid. So I make a bracha on my talus godel, and they have in mind to accept my talus cotton if it needs a new bracha. The question really comes up when someone's not wearing a talus godel, right? A bacher, someone who's not married, and they're only wearing a talus cotton. If you have it on the entire night, then we have the suffolk. It was their hefsik. And this is the big machlokus between the Rambam and the Rosh. The Rambam is of the opinion that during the night there's no mitzvah of tzitzis whatsoever, and therefore you were not makayim the mitzvah, there is an interruption, so you wouldn't make a new brach on the talus kotel in the morning. And the Rosh would say, because that begit is a begit that's worn during the day, so you were makayim the mitzvah the entire night, and you would not make a new brach in the morning. So someone who does not put on a talus gadol should go over to somebody who does and say, do me a favor, please have me in mind when you make a bracha on your talus gadol. Or take it off and put it on again? Taking it off and putting it on again would not help you. It would help you if you're Sparty. But if you're Ashkenazi, the Ramah Paskins, that taking it off for a moment, having in mind to put it right back on, you would not make a new bracha. So the, the, the Mechaber would say if you take it off for a moment, that would work. Because the Mechaber Shita, back in, uh, by, by Tzitzis, is once you take off the Begid, the bracha is over. So the Mechaber feels that as long as you take off the Begid, that bracha is now done. Even if you put it back on, three minutes later, you make a new bracha. That's the sheet of the Mechaber. What Svartim actually do, you have to speak to your local Orthodox Svartic rabbi. So Berchazetar, we said, right, that if you sleep the day before, so then you would for sure make it. You could make it yourself. If you did not sleep the day before at all, then better to have somebody make it for you. Elokai and the Shaman, Amav Hashem, we said those you should not make yourself, get someone else to say those for you. Just like Berchus Torah. If you don't sleep. Right, I'm saying the only thing, Berchus Torah, there's a way around it. Assuming you didn't sleep. Assuming you didn't sleep, exactly. Exactly. What's the way around Berchus Torah? Berchus Shachar, we didn't say either. So Berchus Shachar, there's no problem. Shalom Asani, Evish, Shalom Asani, that's all fine. You could say all of those. So what's the Shachar that we have somebody? Oh, so the Minig is, you just have someone get up there and say all the Berchus Shachar, starting from the Tila Sedayim through the entire, the entire section. But Lemaisa, you know, not all of those brachas do you actually need to be said for you. What's that? For Berchus Torah, the was saying that you should have someone else say it for you. That's the Gedera. For Berchus Torah, if you did not take a long nap Erev Shavuos, you should have someone else say it for you. But... But when they say Berchus HaTorah, you yourself should say the Pesukim afterwards. Right. What's the gather of a long nap? What, is, is it three and a half hours? No, no, Pashim Shad, as long as it's a real like half hour nap, that you're in your bed, you that would be sufficient. It has to be a Shainas Keva. If, if you're just like, you know, head on, head on the table. You have to count minutes on that? Or it's, well, it's not no. Okay, this was a brief survey of some of the Halachas of Shuas. Have a wonderful day.